Welcome to the meeting room, where we get into a room and we meet. My name's Diana. I'm Sean. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the meeting room. This is episode 17. And we have our special guest who came back for round two. I'm back. In case y'all don't remember, that's Mahalit. Welcome, so, welcome. We have for like now, because you're our first guest to come back. Like, oh my back god. Back. I'm honored. Yeah, so you're not a guest. You're not a, like, now Ooh, that you're in the meeting room. Don't get and me too excited. You. You are not just a guest. Now you like you a member, like you part of the, you part of the clique. You are, are I don't know what they call like reporters, analysts, or are we journalists? I mean, we journalists for the streets. I think you guys are, yeah. You know what I found out that um, the youth don't say anymore. Click. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say you're part of the click, but apparently the youth don't say that anymore. And it actually, it, it, that's a word, that's a word when people use it. That's how people can tell that you're not, um, Gen Z. What did I say? I don't know. I said click to my cousin who's 20. Did they say he was crew? like, nope. I said that too. He was like, no one says click anymore. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I know that people don't say click. Like, oh, I was with my, like, you know, when you, oh, this is my click. I don't know. I just thought people still said that. Like my group of friends, my click. No. Oh, I really yeah. am a millennial. Sorry. Well, speaking of clicks, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that <laughs> well, was our weekend. I know. <laughs> I wasn't hanging out with my click over the weekend. No. Um, my weekend was good. I am wearing a Diana, um, a Diana original. I have been, you know, playing with my sewing machine and trying mm-hmm. to get more confident sewing. And all of last week, I was, like, slowly putting together this item of clothing. It's just mm-hmm. a basic, like, short-sleeved T-shirt. But I had never sewn one before, and I took my time. And on Friday, I was able to complete it. Nice. And Saturday morning, I did a few um, adjustments to it and, like, you know, tailored the ends and kind of closed out seams and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and then from there, I was with my friends um their child graduated from kindergarten so oh sorry from pre-kindergarten pre-k so um they had a little celebration for him and he's such a smart kid and he's like so he's so eloquent he's a very eloquent speaking five-year-old he's very clear when he wants something he's very direct when he wants Mm. something and he's also like such a kind just like a very kind soul Mm. so we went to go celebrate him it was fun that's what's up. And then on Sunday, I, I was with you, Mahalit, yeah, for a we bit. went to church together. We went to church together. How was church? Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Yeah. And you brought your... You, you brought yeah. Your, yeah. My boyfriend came with me as well. That was his first us, time yeah. at the church. At that church, yep. So that's that's what's up. It was pretty nice. I thought the... The, yeah, the pastor what, ended up coming in person halfway through, which was funny. Yeah, so he... They have, like, another campus in Virginia, and mm-hmm. we go to the one here in D.C. And I guess he finished preaching later than normal at the Virginia campus. Mm. So they already had that morning recording from mm. the earlier service. So they started playing that for us at the okay. 11 a.m. service. And then he shows up halfway through and he's like, I was speeding to get here like 
so I can finish the sermon in person. But that's what's up. That's um, dope. But yeah, I told myself earlier this year, like if I can wake up and I don't have any plans on Sunday and I can go in person, why not? Go in person. Why not? No, I mean, listen, with two or more gathered, come on out of scripture. Can you finish it out for us? <laughs> with two or more gathered, <laughs> I am in the midst. Amen. Basically. Um, that's dope. That's what's up. What about um, you? This weekend was cool. I was celebrating my girlfriend's birthday. Shout out to you, Chef. Um, what did we do? I went to the National Arboretum for the first time in my life. Oh, good. And... <sighs> you didn't like it? No, 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 no. I loved it. What? Oh, okay. It was amazing. Oh, good, good. It was, it was <laughs> probably, like, one of the best, like, hidden gems around. And I feel like, why didn't I know about it before? Like, what... To me... It was cool. It was spacious. But it's one of those things that you notice that like other people are there and appreciate about your city, like your area. And I'm sure there are things in Dallas where like y'all have it's a tourist attraction, but you're like, I'm not. Do you know what our tourist attraction is in Dallas? What is your tourist attraction? The cattle sculpture. Wait, first of all, that's in Fort Worth. No, Wait. it's in downtown. Oh, really? The cattle sculptures, like the, the the cattle's coming down. Oh, I thought that was in Fort Worth, like in downtown Fort Worth. I'm, I'm sure they downtown definitely Dallas. have one. It's in downtown Dallas, yeah. Okay, I was going to say our <laughs> our tourist attraction where everybody in middle school goes to see. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where JFK was shot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's our tourist attraction. Every time we what? have visitors come... We're like, let's take, like, take, let's, let's take it to, to where street. JFK got shot. They the have street, a big, they have a big X on X the road. on the street, and, and like, this is exactly where he got shot. And people, and after a while, I started to realize, like, this is really morbid. It is. Yeah, and no, it's crazy. In middle school, that's what your one of your middle school field trips is. Mm-hmm. You go. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did this in your school district, but mine, we would go to downtown Dallas. Do you remember that uh, Italian restaurant that like you can have like all you can eat? It's at Olive Garden. There's another one. Oh, it's not coming to me, but there's one in downtown, or there used to be one in downtown. Okay. All you sixth and seventh graders, whichever grade you went, would go eat lunch there, Mm -hmm. and then you would go to the bookstore where, like, the shooter was alleged to have been, like, planted, and Mm -hmm. then you see his vantage point, and then you go down, and you see the big X on the highway. It's just the weirdest. It's actually very morbid. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, that's wild, but... I mean that's Texas. I was about to go. I was about to go a whole. I was about to go down a whole another tangent. But um, no, the National Arboretum was cool. Um, I just gentrification is just like why don't more of us know about this place? This is this is all this like literally. I'm looking. There's nowhere in D.C. that's just grass and land for just about as far as you can see in forest. And that's a little like why is this my first time coming here? Okay, you're talking about like the arboretum that's in it's in northeast. It's, it's like right you, off of New York Avenue. Okay, when you yeah. pass like right. okay, yep. so I actually we went she, with Jill, yeah. was one of our friends, and mm-hmm. she's the one who invited us. And I think it was me, you, Amina. We met yep. up with her, or maybe we yeah. went another time. I can't. Yeah, remember. Oh, the same yeah, time. Yeah. And she was just like, "Oh, I'm going there. Do you want to come?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, let's do it." And it was 
Honestly, we were surprised too. We're like, we never knew about this either. Yeah. I don't think the city does a good job. The if city, the city doesn't do a good job of highlighting it. Uh, is it a federally owned? Like, is it federal? I used park to think or? it when I was younger. I just thought it was like something that the army owned, and like you just don't go there because the army owns it, or yeah, it's just it's a or training. People facility. don't talk about. Yeah, people don't know about it because I don't think the city does a good job of marketing it. But it's really pretty. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wait, um, did they let y'all take photos there? Yeah, yeah, we took photos there and everything. Uh, Why were we taking photos? We were not the only people taking photos. Uh But this black older security man walks up to me and he's like, you can't take photos here unless you have a permit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then he walks to another group of people and says the same thing. But nobody was listening to him. You don't go sit down. Nobody was listening to him because we're like, what do you mean? You can't take pictures. Like, what? That sounds crazy. You had like, anyways. Um, Nah, but that was cool. Then we went to the Museum of Illusions. That was dope. Oh, nice. Uh, my little That's bro. That's City Center. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Museum of Illusions. Well, um, it, yeah, it's exactly as it, it's like one floor. It's a bunch of different little games and stuff you can do. And, um, that was cool. Saturday, I went to my little brother had a pop up. Uh, shout out to my brother Miles being powered, um, selling his clothes in the community. And that was dope. Um, and that was pretty much my weekend, you know. It's real chill, real family, community oriented. It was, it was resetting. It was, it was what I needed. Um. So yeah. Okay. Did you catch any of the preseason games? I didn't. I know it's a game one right now. Shout out to the the Commanders. Oh. We want to know. We want to know. So one and zero. Does preseason really matter? I mean, <laughs> does it matter that y'all are zero and two? Well, it's preseason. None of the starters are playing. So why would I? So it God? means that if your starters aren't good, that means y'all gonna be not good as no, well. No, you mean if our second strings are not good because none of the starters are are playing this preseason, at least for the Cowboys. Okay, well, maybe so. But all that tells me is that. Your second string ain't prepared. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> I'll let you have it. This might be the few. And we playing the we playing the Ravens right now, so I'm gonna be checking periodically. Oh my goodness! Do you know I forgot that OBJ had signed to the Ravens. <clears throat> what? what? Oh. Okay, let's I forgot that. OBJ was with the Ravens. <laughs> that might be, a, but he ain't starting. No, he, no, no, he's no. Not I was, he's not starting for the preseason, obviously. Oh, okay. No, I was just joking when I said that. But I actually forgot for a second. I was like, where did OBJ go? And then I, I forgot he signed to the Ravens. It's because he signed like in March, yeah. April, and now there's like a lot of people who are trying to find teams before the season starts. So you're hearing more yeah. about it now. Like Ezekiel Elliott. We're down seven now. It's quarter one in it's a preseason in a preseason game. Yeah, we just got to We just it's cool. Yeah, I don't know what y'all gonna do without Zeke. Well, we have Tony Pollard, so I, I think we'll be fine. He is coming off an injury, but he was already getting a lot more playtime than Zeke. And and uh, what's the brother? Uh, not Stefan. I think his name Tra- Trayvon. Yeah, Trayvon. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, the him and him and him and Dak got into it. They was a little. They was a little chipper, back and forth, a couple, like a couple weeks ago during training. Yeah. And I don't know. It might be a It might be a rebuilding year. You know, I just don't. I always. I'm always positive. I think that's 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 my best trait during football season. Is I'm always always positive that my Cowboys are going to have a winning season. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, they're probably going to have a winning season. They're going to have more wins than they have losses. 
Um, but I also think that, you know, they have a few more additions. They, they're probably, you know, they don't have Kellen Moore calling mm-hmm. the plays and offense. So I don't know how it's going to look if it's going to be more reserved, more flashy, but I feel I'm like excited. I, I want to make a little wager with you. Wait, hold up a second. Hold up. Yeah, just wait, wait. Right. Before we get into the wager, Mahale, are you like, are you in? Do you have like, this, a favorite football team? Now, look, I am not a big football fan. I don't think I fully even still understand football, unfortunately. But I think this might be the year that I get into football mm. solely because OBJ is with the Ravens. The Ravens now. Like I was so into OBJ that. I mean, he had his own brand on his website where he was selling, like, you know, merch. I bought OBJ specific This is how women merch. get into sports. Let's just be honest. Let's call it sports. Wait, I thought, that's how I started watching football in, like, in high school because I thought the guys were cute. I still have it. Right. I still have it to say it's somewhere in my closet. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying that, you know, that's, this is that's how interesting slowly, how y'all yeah. slowly get into sports. Like, you know what? He's cute. I'm going to follow him yeah. and buy his no, no, merch. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. It wasn't just because of that. <laughs> He has one of the best catches in in football history. True. Okay, and he has a catch. No, yeah, when okay, he did one the one of the best catches. When one he of did the best the... catches, one of the most iconic, watched, catches. Yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and watch football just to watch people just play around like for and no reason. Like, I want to see something grunge. interesting. I want to see something that's gonna like make me want to watch. Mm. Exciting, you know. And that was exciting. The was. first, like that, when he did that one-handed, like, mm-hmm. and ain't done it since. Well, have you noticed? Everyone wants to do it now. Like that became yeah. a thing that right. other wide receivers it's, wanted to do. It's like when, like I want to do it. Just I like equate him. that to the rent. So this may be a little bit before y'all time, but for our time, yeah, yeah. So are we the same age? We are, but y'all didn't get into sports until. Oh, okay. Yesterday. I forgot you so, were a football player, and when you were growing up. I was. Um, Randy Moss. I know who Randy Moss Okay, I know you know who Randy Moss is, but did you know that, like, how he used to catch the ball at times? He would jump over people, and that became a thing. So, kids in neighborhoods across America decided that if you jumped higher, like, if we're both going for the ball and I jump over you and you're in front of me, then you just got mossed. Yeah, that's terrible. And you never want to get mossed. Like I literally used to be afraid to play football and get mossed because you're not living in damn. What what position did you play for? Like the most most of the time you were playing football. What position? Did I you only play? played one year, but oh. I played for the Maryland Jaguars. Shout out to the Maryland Jaguars. Um, I played left tackle. Okay. Yeah, I started my first year and won most improved player. Okay. Yeah. So, but we really ended my football career. Before it began, it was we went down to Florida. We got an op- we had an opportunity to play some teams, and we lost. And the last play was up, and they said, "All right, everybody that's on the offensive line, you guys get to be the wide receivers, the running backs, the blah 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 blah." And everybody that typically plays the wide receiver role, y'all play, y'all y'all are going to be on the line. And the ball was supposed to come to me. Now, mind you, for the most part, football was. A little boring to me because all you're doing is on an offensive line. You're just and it's my first year, so I don't really know where people are going or what is happening. And the guy who is supposed to be the quarterback, he hikes the ball and just freezes and forgets what to do. And he's supposed to hand me the ball because I'm the running back. 
and he didn't, and he got tackled, and that ruined my career. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm going to basketball. So had he passed the ball to me like he was supposed to, <laughs> I might not even be here right now. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you have a story to tell your kids. Do you think you'd ever let, if you had a son, do you think you'd Hell ever let no. them play? Hell no. Well, basketball is a better sport. Wait, basketball is, a, but they get paid more in basketball, obviously. Well, but do you get, think like they the have, damage they don't it does have to your body? Contracts in football, so there's okay. a, that's a start. Yeah, one, two. Most people don't rather. Some people no, don't. no. Mo- there aren't guaranteed contracts in Wait, football. Wait, some people get their contracts fully guaranteed in football. I don't believe so. No, I think like if you get hurt, like there aren't. There isn't. Oh, a, you mean generally speaking? Generally like, speaking, there is not guaranteed contracts. Like a person in that plays in the NBA, they have they can get a guaranteed contract where even if they get hurt, they're guaranteed a certain amount of money, regardless of what happens. Whereas I think if, football for most people, if you have a long, if you have a fully guaranteed contract, mm-hmm. I think there's stipulations in there that regardless of whether you get injured, you would get your full year salary. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as like signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. The minute you sign, it's your money. I'm telling you, you don't I'm, remember. Um, Oh my god, the guy who went crazy. I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, Antonio Brown. I remember Antonio with Brown. With the with the Raiders when he didn't mm-hmm. even play for them, but his contract mm-hmm. was fully guaranteed and they were trying to um take it back and it went through arbitration, I think, in the NFL. But they were saying he is guaranteed some of that money because he did adhere to the stipulations of the contract. We're gonna have to research this because I, I I swear there was a whole argument on uh I am athlete about NFL players not getting guaranteed contracts. Probably. Okay. So, I, I yeah. Maybe we yeah. need to do more yeah, research do on more whether research it's on fully it. guaranteed like Fully they say. guaranteed. Yeah. And so, hell no. I'm not letting my child play football. Like, there's so many other things to do better in life. I enjoy football, but, like, I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay. Because that's one of the things that, you know, especially growing up, men can be real. Why, why, like, football. Ugh. Play football. Be a man. And then be like, for what, bro? Like, <sighs> You know, that's not the only test of manhood. And so, I don't know. I feel like men have to, you know, transition, grow, evolve, expand. I do think I, I would be very cautious to let my child play any sport that would require so much damage to his body. Have you been watching the Netflix special quarterback? I want to start it. But no, I haven't. So I will just say I've been watching it, um, mm-hmm. and they're following uh, Marcus Mar- Mariota from the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. This is for last season. Mm-hmm. They're following obviously Kansas Chiefs, Kansas Chiefs quarterback Fried Patrick chicken. Mahomes, <laughs> <laughs> and then they were following the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Now I'm blanking on his name, but it's Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, and you like that. Can you believe he started? He started as a backup, right? Here he started at Washington? as a backup for Washington. Yeah, and he just had that one. Busy- that's that's Wait, the problem. Wasn't he the back- backup yes, for he- Robert Griffin? <laughs> oh, dang, y'all really had it. <laughs> y'all have had it. <laughs> y'all have had it dumb on the quarterback side. It's been uh, what the fuck is his name? Dan Snyder. Oh well, now he sold it. I, the, <laughs> it's only up from here. You it's know what else they need here. to do, though? They need to upgrade that stadium. Okay, <laughs> they need to upgrade right, that stadium. I mean, give us, give us a chance. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, give us a They're chance. They're gonna play at FedEx. Yeah, give they, us play, a they play. That's their stadium. They play. Yeah. It used to be RFK, right? Did you ever go to the RF, uh, RFK games when you were younger? Like the games? I may have went to one, but I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a quick, like, real serious left pivot. Um, we started touching on Toy Lanes versus Meg the Stallion, and um, we kind of like gently tapped 
touched on it, but I wanted to, you know, get dive into a little bit more. See if y'all did y'all 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 Googles. Well, let's hear what you got to say first. Lead the way. Oh, you want? Oh, <laughs> lead the way. <laughs> they want a black man to lead the way. Yeah, go about ahead. A black lead man the way. Being, no, I, okay. Let's 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 be serious for thirty seconds. In all seriousness, I do not know if the man did it. If he did, absolutely. Like that's 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 that's. Uh, I think if that was one, it's our job as black men to protect black women, and to do that, no matter what the circumstance is, it's 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 not it's uncalled for. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at who this man is, what he was getting into, and I think sometimes when your life is blowing up a little quickly, because if we let's go back, I know it's hard. Twenty twenty, he was doing the Instagram live and taking off like i think he was becoming more well known he was becoming more well known outside of just black music more like money culture yeah. more opportunities all of that and i never really liked his music so i'm i'm not even really this is purely objective but he was he was becoming the man and i think that clearly he was not prepared for that because the way he was moving, there were so many wrong steps before he got to that point that just it didn't make sense. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely wrong. I think that one black man going to prison in the United States is that's not rehabilitative. So I'm always weary against sending black men into a system that will not rehabilitate them, but rather incarcerate them and kind of churn them into these monsters to an extent. But at the same time, you should you shoot my sister in the foot, it's going to be a different story. So, But he, he also had so many opportunities to, like, to be up front and be honest. And instead, he went the opposite way and then tried to make her seem like she was a liar. Mm. Yeah. Just trying to humiliate her. Mm. He really and taunted her. Yeah. It was, so he was taunting her and these allegations referencing them in like a very dismissive way for so long mm -hmm. but i also think so you may you said you don't know if he really did shoot megan mm -hmm. in the foot i think obviously the jury thought that there was enough evidence yeah, to prove um, that he did my concern though is she admits to lying to the police at the beginning that she was injured by glass and she she explained why she lied in the beginning mm-hmm it was during the George Floyd protest summer. Mm -hmm. She did not want to paint him in a bad light because she really did care about him. They were friends. I think mm -hmm. they, she said they had bonded over like you know each of them. I think they liked each other. And no, hundred percent. They yeah. said that they had a relationship of some degree. She right. she admits that she had a close friendship with him, which is crazy. And never mind. That's my, my brain. I mean, regardless, I I almost feel like regardless of whether that's even somebody you want to be around and you want to get into a close relationship or whether you're intimate with him in any capacity or not. She said she wasn't. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is when when she when she initially said that you know he didn't he didn't harm her mm -hmm. or it, it or rather she wasn't shot in the foot and then mm -hmm. they go to the hospital and apparently the 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 what was said in trial is that the doctors said well this is actually not glass fragments like these are bullet fragments in your foot mm -hmm. so at that point that she was like well something did happen and she also said at that point he was publicly saying he didn't do anything and she was getting very very annoyed about the fact that he was lying about it and that's yeah. when she came forward and said you shot me yeah i do you talked about putting black men in the system i think that you can 
that you can acknowledge that there's a lot of black men in the prison system that get a lot more years than they deserve for lesser crimes. Mm-hmm. But he used a deadly weapon mm-hmm. on a black woman. Mm-hmm. And he actually got less time than he would have gotten. He didn't even get the maximum sentence. He's actually gotten half of what he could have been sentenced for. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not excusing those actions. Again, I do not. I'm, I'm not. I am not of the opinion that just because he was convicted, that that means that he is guilty. But again, I wasn't there. I don't know. But and I so, also think we're focusing real quick. I just want to make it clear. The charges weren't necessarily, like, Megan did not press charges. These were. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not federal under. Federal charges. Yeah, I'm not under the, I'm not under the assumption that, that she did. But, um, I feel like realistically, like I said, if that's me and that's like, again, my desire, my goal is to protect black women in the ways in which I can. And so I feel like, one that you violated that just off rip just by being in that situation and not being a protector so that's your first violation two pr- before you even get there like there are stories about him and i guess the other young lady that was involved and maybe it was the other young lady that did it and who knows but i think that the thing that the thing that i feel like the reason why it's in because at first, I, you know, I'm not really into talking about this type of stuff because uh, it's pop culture. Well, who cares? But it was an instance of a black man shooting a black woman during a time in which a lot was going on. And so part of me feels like, one, this is a distraction. But two, the other part of me feels like, while we have this scenario, let's really get into it. Right. Like, do you think the outcome would have been different or do you even think the amount of of um, polarization, how polarized this topic has gotten. Do you think it would have been this polarizing if he hadn't said anything and just kept his mouth shut and let the trial play out? Yeah, I think he should have just kept his mouth shut. I mean, because as a judge, I can see, mm-hmm. let's say the maximum sentencing is supposed to be 20-something years, because he had three federal charges that he was found guilty of. And all felonies were in relation to him either owning the weapon or using a semi-automatic weapon. Well, it was unregistered, right? Yeah, one of them was unregistered. I also don't think he was allowed to have one because of, he already had a, a prior charge. Yeah, if it was his weapon. But then it was felony right, assault. Right, but that's part of why, that's part of why, like, you made mistakes, right? So you can't excuse that. If it's his weapon and it's unregistered, you, you violate it. You, you, one, I don't even, where they were coming from, what, Kendall, Jenner, whatever Jenner, I don't know. Yeah, one of the Jenner's. One of them. Um, they was coming from one of their parties. This, you not like. So, so back to my question: Do you think it would have been that polarizing if he just kept his mouth shut? It still would have been polarizing. The- it still would have been polarizing because maybe she wouldn't have said nothing. She wouldn't. Maybe she wouldn't have said nothing. But the rumors. I mean, all the texts. No, no, no. Been- I'm talking about during the trial. I'm not talking about her eventually oh, admitting because she uh-oh. she she lied to the police until they kept pressing her that we your doctor the doctor said that that was not glass fragments like yeah. those were so then she came forward. Yeah, yeah. But he has talked for three years about how he's not guilty. He's taunted her. He's talked about how he's not going to go to jail and made fun of the system. He had like a she had a protective order against him where I think he had to stay a certain number of feet away from her. Yeah. He shows up at an event where she's at. So if I was a judge and I was looking. 
at all these things. First of all, now you, the jury has convicted you, right? Right. And I'm looking at all these things right, right, that right. you've done in the middle of it, and you're still not remorseful, and then you have your father outside screaming, Rock Nation, you will crumble. I don't know. I might be inclined but to give you a but few let's, more but years. But let's, than- let's also be honest about the fact that he was on trial before the trial ever started. And so Is there was no... Thing? Wait, wait, for what? Oh, like public... Public... public. Oh, public trial. He, he was on... That's a real thing. You like, don't think you he spun that on his own? He, he did created it on that? His own. I mean, he definitely I didn't. I don't believe he helped it, but I feel like less. I mean, at that time, Megan was the hottest thing since sliced bread. But I think he also thought he was the hottest. He thing also since thought he was the hottest thing since sliced bread. It's just like, and this is not the era of man. This is the era of the woman. What, what does it say? I don't think Ego it's. I don't think that even matters. Wait, sorry. Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, yeah. he was. Toting around, mm-hmm. acting like he was the hottest thing since sliced bread, wanted to make Megan out to like de- not only demoralize her but humiliate her publicly, right. not only uh, you know in the public view but also across her peers to mm-hmm. the fact to the point that other celebrities were commenting and making you know mm-hmm. statements about her. And I'm also surprised <laughs> so, how so many people came to his defense. When, like, in reality, is he really that big of a rapper that's so entrenched in the culture that if he went to jail, yeah, that's not the hill. Listen, that's not the hill I'm dying on. Exactly. I just, it's almost like, why him? You know, I can understand that people go crazy. If this was Drake, I'm just saying, people would go crazy. (laughs) I mean, listen, Drake Drake got some, Drake got some situations. No, but what I'm saying is, People want to take up arms for Tory Lanez, but I think it's because he has such a big mouth. It's almost like of all the people, Tory, that's when you want to stick yeah. up and say that black woman is lying for Tory because he he it's like it's like I mean, what can I say? It's like one of your boys that's like really popular or whatever among I don't know. And among he, like a very and, small group of people. And, like, and, you're small league like he's not this isn't this isn't fifty years of hip hop foundation and Tory. It's just he's there. He's another rapper. But I think in comparison, like, I mean, he was what buddy buddy with Drake because they were both from Canada. He's from Canada, right? Yeah, they were both from Canada. Yeah. Another rapper from Canada. Big Canada. I mean, his his songs were pretty popular around that time. He also he was getting a lot picked of up publicity, a lot of publicity at the beginning of his career yeah. by dissing Drake. I just think he's someone who oh, can't... Oh, really? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he spent a lot of time at the beginning talking about, like, oh, he's a, another great Canadian rapper, and, like, you know, Drake is is not real, and, like, he would always say these things and always antagonize Drake at the beginning, and then eventually they became friends. Hmm. I just think it's just... It's odd to me that, especially on social media, you have a lot of people who talk about this trial as if they understand the just, like, the legal system. I... <laughs> as a legally trained professional I'm not even a subject matter expert on criminal law I know the basics I also probably don't know every single thing about this trial mm-hmm. but people were perpetuating a lot of negative and incorrect statements yeah. and information about this and I kept thinking all this for Tory I think that's why I can't wrap my mind around how people would even be so up in arms and disappointed he went to jail it's Tory Lanez he shot someone he committed felonies felony assault with felony mm-hmm. charge of having a weapon that you're not supposed to he I mean criminal activity yeah I feel like I think that it's it's so let's let's zoom out 
you know it's hard to zoom out. I now know it's I'm hard in here, to zoom I'm out. Like, How do I zoom out? We gotta zoom out because okay. I think that this is one of those issues that divides us, right? And it shouldn't. And it shouldn't because if you shoot a black woman as a black man, you shoot a black woman in the foot, like. I can't rock with that. It there's just, no part of me that can. There's no part of me that is gonna is gonna be like, oh nah, he, he, no, he, like I'm not gonna, no, I'm not gonna do that. You know how you said zoom out. Mm-hmm. So then, if I zoom out all the way and I look at it as there's a black man mm-hmm. who not only committed felony assault against a black woman, but he also committed two additional crimes that he wasn't supposed to, which related to the ownership of the gun. Not Tory Lanez, not Mick The Stallion. Outside Just perspective, objectively speaking, right, looking right, at that, right? Right. And he, the jury finds that he committed these crimes by mm-hmm. upon, what is it, by, without a reasonable redu- doubt that he committed these crimes. Right. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Would you be that bothered or that angry that he has been charged, that he's been convicted and sentenced to 10 years in jail when the maximum he could have gotten was in the 20s? I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, what's, I I guess, what's, what, what is, what would be the alternative result to this situation if it wasn't Meg and Tori? I I don't think it would have been this big, eh, but since we're here, would have gotten the same exact, he probably, yeah, he probably would have, he probably would have, no, without a doubt, but I, I also feel like there are, there are these overarching umbrellas these themes right you got um because one let's be honest they're rich like no matter what he's still rich (laughs) he still has money he's still accumulating money even in jail right so 10 years from now he's still gonna have more money than most americans um meg the stallion has continued to make her bread right but in the midst of their issue you have sexism you have classism, you have capitalism, you have all of these isms, right? And I feel like, because let's be honest, if this was, if this was, if this was Drake, if this was Drake and Tory, and not Drake, I mean, if this was Drake and Meg the Stallion, psh, come on now, how many more, def- how many more defenders would Drake have? That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, there'd be a lot more. There would be a lot more, and so I also, though, admittedly think that the more money you have, and the more the time, more excusable your, your no, flaws I was going to say the probably the more careful you are because I don't see somebody like Drake having the weapon in his possession. Mm-mm. Maybe somebody who he works for has it. Tori was dumb enough to have it. it in his possession, even though he raps about it. No, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're dumb. Like you have all this money, and you're still dumb enough to have it in your possession. That's your that's your fault. Yeah, I mean, it's you're not moving correctly. So, but I don't know. I feel like whenever these little instances pop up, there there are overarching themes that people are arguing from, or points, vantage points that people are looking at this through, and so we're typically talking at one another as opposed to having a conversation. I just, I, I just, I have a hard time reconciling how anybody can be disappointed. And I'm not, I'm obviously nobody in this room. I think we all agree that he, he clearly committed a crime. He was convicted and sentenced for it. I don't know if he did it. That's, I'm, I'm sticking on that. And the only reason I'm sticking on that, the only, the only reason I'm sticking on that is because, um, I've recognized that there is always room for nuance and there's always room for 
pieces of the story not being told, pieces of the story not being uh, told correctly. And so I will stand on this. If he did it, I could care less. Like one, I could care less in general. But if he did it, hey, you got to bite. You got to bite down. Eat that. Because, again, if that's my sister, if that's my family member, like we're not talking about jail time. We're talking about something different. I think that's why people were so upset by the whole situation is because it was a reflection of a lot of people's real lives. Mm. A lot of people have experienced, you know, some type of either domestic abuse type of situation or a harmful situation where it felt like the world was against them. Mm -hmm. And everybody's telling you like, oh, you're lying or buck up or... You know, and then the guy just gets away with it. Mm. So this is true. I think, especially with celebrities, I mean, they always want to make an example out of somebody. So that could also be a reason why he's gotten so much time. Mm-hmm. But maybe people were expecting it to be. He just, just walks away with community service, and that's just no. Just to your point about whether he did it or not, I think that's focused directly on whether he shot Megan or not, and therefore mm-hmm. whether he committed felony assault. But the other things about possession. He oh yeah, yeah, them. yeah. He, and yeah. actually, that's factored into his ten years. Part of that ten years is for the possession charges. Right. So he did do those. I yeah. mean, he did do part of the crime. Right, right. I, I would, yeah, yeah. You're not moving smart. But to your point about how there's so many other things that factor into, there's so many nuances. <laughs> There's a lot. The factor into it. I I guess we should touch on something that we touched on the last episode, which was actually brought on because of the Barbie conversation. Yep, the Barbie, Barbie mm-hmm. conversation. So if you've not watched the Barbie movie by now, we're going to talk about it. We're tired. Spoiler of, alert. We're tired. And we don't even. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. And we don't even <laughs> care if Sean hasn't watched it or not. We're going to talk about it. Sean doesn't care. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> talked about it or not. Um. Part of the theme for the... What were you about to say? Say it. Say it. Because you think you... Say it. They said Barbie was Black Panther for white women. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I saw the layout of how they, like, explained Barbie. It looks very similar. Oh, my God. There's an outsider that comes in, and there was a lot of parallels in this little video. Okay, so part of the theme for Barbie, part of the the storyline was essentially patriarchy. The premise is basically that Barbie Land is ran by by Barbie. Barbie Land is this utopia of Barbies. Of Barbies, and um, they go to the real world. I'm even forgetting what they went to the real world to do, but in the real world, Ken discovers patriarchy mm. and brings it back to Barbie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is what this is what life is supposed to be like. And he, there's a scene where like at the end when they're converting it back to Barbie land, he makes mm. a comment. He was like, honestly, when I found out Bar- when I found out patriarchy wasn't about horses, I wanted to give up. <laughs> like Part of the story is like he's obsessed. He saw horses. Mm-hmm. He saw cowboys. Mm. And so he was like, oh my god, these men with horses are leading like the world. And right. then horses in his mind so he went back and like told people patriarchy is about horses and like men you know leading the way but really it's about horses it was just a funny funny bit to it only ryan gosling could play this role honestly because he's a true feminist exactly that's why he but see i'm not even a fan of the feminist movement Uh-oh. what Uh-oh. It's only dun, 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 dun. Equal, listen. Listen. Oh, do you section. see Sean's glasses empty? We must so get into I think it. The, uh, wait, can I say something? Because I think feminism 
gets a little bit confused. I think feminism, a lot of people seem to see it as women are better than men, but actually, mm-hmm. in reality, mm-hmm. it just means that women are equal to men. Absolutely. So I think it can get convoluted on both sides for men and for women. That sounds like a internal problem, not a world problem. That sounds like y'all messaging is off. Wait, but people can say the same thing about messaging for a lot of things. Yeah, I'm agree. You could talk about messaging about classism, racism, all the other isms we were just talking about. I'm in full agreement. But so, so then I have a question. If somebody, if somebody was to ask you Mm -hmm. what your view on racism was, Mm -hmm. and then you explain it, and Mm -hmm. they were to say that sounds like an internal problem or Mm -hmm. a you problem, your messaging is off, how would you respond to that? Um, I would tell them to, one, why did they say that? To get an understanding of where they're coming from, why they think it's an internal problem. And then two, I would tell them if they think that racism is a problem that I have to fix, I would say you're partially right that it is a problem that I have to fix because I can only I can only dictate what I what I can only control or the things that I allow. I have to take responsibility for. Right. Which is why I start off with. Doing the Tory and Link, uh, Tory and May conversation saying that, um, black men have to protect black women, right? But in terms of racism and having a conversation about that, that's a dicey topic because one, we have to get into the full spectrum of racism. I think oftentimes when we talk about racism, we, we draw to these polar, um, these very not polarizing, but we draw to the, the default topics. We draw to, we go, we like, we run to slavery and we run to these moments and pockets of time as opposed to looking at a more holistic conversation. And that ends up being the problem on top of lack of information and lack of resources and a mutual understanding of where we are in today's society and how we got here. Once you begin to understand how we got here, then you're like, ah, okay, I can't really come. I I can't really, I don't have as much argument to make, but everybody doesn't agree how we got here. So in a country like this, Mm -hmm. that is so, you can say, you can say it's always been divided or you can say in recent times it's, felt like the divide is more evident mm-hmm. you know i think at some point people just coexisted mm-hmm. people who didn't like each other people who felt like they didn't understand one political side versus another one cultural side versus another just kind of coexisted quietly mm-hmm. and i'm not saying quietly like nobody ever said anything but it wasn't as mainstream as it is now right. but now you you see so we talk about capitalism i mean we see the economy now even the fact that inflation is extremely high and people have to keep spending to keep up that's a that's a problem with capitalism but I think also what is kind of spewed as a narrative online, and this is to your point, actually to both of your points about like the messaging, what is pushed online and through the media, I don't think it's necessarily how a majority of the people in this country, in this specific country, I'm not talking about any other country in the world, in the United States, it's not specifically how they feel. I don't think it's indicative of what a majority of Americans feel. Maybe not, but how do we get in, how do we do a, a, a measurement or how do we do a temperature check as to how the majority of Americans feel anymore? Because here's, here's it's a, hard here's to, a, I agree. It's hard it's to hard. because the algorithms, which is a whole nother conversation. That's not even an ism, but the algorithms is completely I mean if you had a list. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I said if you had a list, it would be algorithm. It's the it's the I mean it is an ism, but to me, capitalism only thrives because of racism and because of sexism, right? And here's why I feel like 
Well, it's, could you do me a favor and, and, and define classism? Because the way Mahalat defined feminism, mm-hmm. that's a definition that she saw as... Uh, she, well, that's a definition that she provided that you may have interpreted differently. Would you, you say were, a definition of what? Classism. Because I'm just saying the way she defined feminism, she said it's not about women are better than men. It's about mm-hmm. the equality of the sexes. Mm-hmm. And somebody else may have a completely different definition of feminism mm-hmm. based on maybe what they've heard or how they interpret it. So I'm curious... For those of us who will be listening to this, right, right. what exactly is classism? Mm. See. Because my understanding of, for example, classism is when you are prejudiced against a group of people because of their social economic status. And then yeah. capitalism would be like an economic and political system where the country's like trade industry and their corporations, they drive they drive policy. They drive the trends of the nation. They're essentially leading our government's decisions mm-hmm. rather than the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to Wikipedia. But I, of, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Capitalism can feed off of these things, but I think they also exist very much on their own. When we, I mean, I we're focusing on the United States. But even when we look outside, we see that these things exist on their own without capitalism in a lot of in a lot of ways. But we're focused on the United States, and we see that it, it all feeds on each other. But do you think it's because the United States had such like foundationally, it's so based on race that when you add in capitalism, mm-hmm. it's almost like capitalism follows along the racial lines, like in the way that people view each other. So, but there's also, but then if you went, like, if you, if it was more of like a Russia doll scenario where you, you know, you you get smaller and smaller, you look at smaller groups, even amongst same race people, there is classes and people look down on each other based on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But generally I'm talking about nationally. Like the folks that don't have the Starbucks app, you're holding the line up, sir. Like move on. That's a good one because I, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I be feeling that way. Yeah. Like, come on. on Let's go. Yeah. Um, okay, here is Wikipedia. And the reason I go to Wikipedia, I was about to go. Here's the. Oh, here's we already the, know about Sean's love for Wiki, Wi- Wikipedia and Wikipedia. What is the love? Okay. The oh, love you don't of Wikipedia. Know. No, I don't. So I used I to work. I'm, I'm, I might be too loud. I used to work at the Wikimedia Foundation. And I realized that back, remember when you were younger and you used to have like, they used to like encyclopedias. Like, like that's how you gain information and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Wikipedia is an online version of that. It's completely run by volunteers. Is there probably some corruption within Wikipedia? There may be. I don't know. I didn't make it to that that pay grade to find out. But what I do know is that it's made up of volunteers, people who decide for free that they want to help educate the world on various topics and they help update pages on and, and provide information and provide resources for said information. And whereas when we were younger, people would say, oh, don't go to Wikipedia because you can't trust information. Well, they were just starting out. And so creating an on, a free online encyclopedia where knowledge and information is accessible as, as long as you have a smartphone is way better than getting information from sources or resources that have vested interest in getting you to see things from one perspective. So capitalism is an economic system based on the private ownership of the means of production and their operation for profit. Classism also 
uh, is prejudice or discrimination on the basis of social class. So back in the day, classism is old as fucking dirt. Classism is the OG, right? Classism been around since been around, been around. But capitalism and especially the United States version of capitalism is very new. And in order to maintain capitalism, you need somebody at the bottom. Right. So what slave owners would in order to maintain slavery, they would scare the 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 they would scare white sharecroppers who you know were struggling and didn't have as many slaves. They would say, well, at least you're doing better than the slaves and you don't want to be in the slaves position because that's really bad. I also think they use the idea of capitalism and to further slavery for the white northerners who were non-slave owners to let them know this is what feeds the nation this is what carries the but it absolutely was it, 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 it was i mean let's talk about i mean there's a slave trade in africa going on right now that provides us our phones and our our devices and all of the things that we enjoy somebody has to pick and take those resources from the motherland and then sell them for cheap and work for cheap in order for us to be able to afford our iphone because if if the workers in the mines in the congo were actually paid and given health care our phones would be way more expensive but so, so i guess when we talk about classism and capitalism and racism mm -hmm. and feminism we threw that in there today and the patriarchy i mean see i feel like feminism is a different sexism I feel, this, this I is actually, me oh, go ahead no no no, no, no go, go ahead, ahead. sorry john go ahead no go ahead I'm a, I can hold my see. I can yeah. be. I can be. You know. He can. No, he I can hold. I respect I women. I want you, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, I can hold my thought. Well, I was just gonna say that I think they actually all have a common theme. It's disenfranchising certain groups mm -hmm. to maintain power within a very, very small subset of society, mm -hmm. which is in most cases old white men. Mm -hmm. I mean. Amen, sister. I, mean, I guess they really are the ones that would benefit the most when you look at every exactly. single ism. You have to you have to break down and you know block off every part of society that you can. The, the groups that will likely have a great amount of power or a great amount of potential for power if they were to get any kind of opportunities are heterosexual Caucasian males. Yeah. So if you do classism, you get rid of the poor. Or you keep them down. Or you keep a keep, you keep, keep them way the down. Poor. Yeah, and you keep them really the, poor. The, if the majority of the population is poor, then you got rid of most of the population. Uh, racism, you get rid of people of color, majority of the population. Um, uh, what patriarchy, you get rid of women. So I mean, sexism. Yeah, you disenfranchise I mean, you them can, as much as you, you can, can. If you can control people of color, you can control women who will have your babies, and you can control the majority of the population then you literally have all the power but and you know what's crazy when they do get all the power let's say that happened you disenfranchise everybody and it's you empowered you making the decisions even within that group of they elites can't do it right. a they probably can't do it right and b they would find other ways to differentiate themselves from their from their co co-conspirators yes. they're gonna find oh well i own more land than yes. you we both they, own millions of land but i own 10 million more than you do 
you know, so now now we're in a different class. Even when we're at the top, we're still in different classes. There's, oh, I think human nature is that people want to always other themselves or just disenfranchise somebody else. It's been historically like since biblical times. I mean, that's really what it's been: is different groups disenfranchising. Now, groups. now here's how I'm a I'm a. That's the devil spirit. Tie everything together, right? Because I, I I feel. No, I felt, especially when the Barbie movie came out, I was a little, like I told y'all, I was with, I was, you know, downtown, oh, not downtown, in D.C. by the Metro Bar and seeing scores of people go to see this movie. And I'm not mad at anybody who gone, who went to see the movie. I was going to say, can you clarify that? Because I'm like, yeah, why, I'm why does it make I'm, you so mad? No, no, no. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But I also understand the messaging, right? Now Barbie is this movie that has has completely skyrocketed and is breaking records and is making a billion dollars and all of this. But let's be very realistic. Black men are not in a position of power, right? That's just a fact. Like, there, how many black CEOs do you know? Do you have stories of black men who are uh, keeping black women down via not allowing them, you know, uh, raises or paying them at a lower rate because when you really want to I mean I'm not saying that there aren't don't hear me, hear me out I'm not saying that there aren't but this is not a system that black men run Fair. so in terms of the sexism it's really against white heterosexual men so if white heterosexual men are the culprit and the reason behind the feminist movement which to me is mostly white women ran and white women historically are going to look out for their interest, not so much your interest or your interest because they're two different interests. And I think that the problem, and this is where I put some onus on black men is that when, if we are not in a position and we are not taking care of our community in the way in which we should, if we're not stepping up to protect black women, to provide for black women, to help heal black women, well, then you will have a society of black women who decide and say, you know what? I'm going to do it myself, which is part of the, the theme and the, 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 the incentive behind, uh, I think so many women enjoying and appreciating the Barbie movie is because it's about women empowering themselves. I'm never going to downplay that. I'm never going to say that's not cool. What I am going to say is not cool is for there to be black women who think that, oh, this feminist movement is also about me because there have been historical and numerous instances where White women are concerned about child issues. But I think that goes back to even the comment that Mahala made at the beginning about, about when she was talking about feminism, about feminism, about the messaging. And also, I just wanted to push back on a point that you talked about sexism being white men pushing against black and white women. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to sexism, it's men in general pushing down against women in general. I'm not going to differentiate that's, on racial that's, terms that's, at that point. I can, it's I, just, I, that's I, just the blanket thing on my. They will, I, I will attest there are black men who, have some uh uh what do you want to call them draconian draconian viewpoints who think that women should only be in the kitchen and have babies and stuff like that and then but going back to your point about how you know this barbie movie is like a you said something and correct me if i'm wrong like it's a message to all women but it's not because black women may not see the message in it no i think that i think that barbie is for white women. But and I think as that, a black woman, I think it's for hold, me too. Hold on. 
I don't and know, I don't know me, how you me, felt. Let me push I, back. I let me push back. I thought it was for all women. Yeah. Right, right, right. Personally. But that was the that was the universal new messaging. Because let's be realistic. As a consumer, black women, and this is where we get back into capitalism, right? Is because in order to get black women to go see the movie, let's be real. Issa Rae has to be in the movie. Okay, but, but I don't even think. How, were there other black women in the movie? I saw yeah, there Issa were. Rae? Yes, and they were supporting characters. Of course, not everybody can be lead, but I, just I didn't mean to cut you off. I and, just you, you're talking about the new messaging. Mm-hmm. Isn't the whole point to have new messaging? So the but new the, message but, is that uh, we are all involved. All women can see a piece of themselves. Why is in that this movie. the messaging? Why can't that be the message? I'm not saying that that's not good messaging. I'm not saying that that's not so important. So what would be an alternative message? But to message? me, that messaging, that messaging is for capitalism. Let's be realistic. In order to sell this movie, exactly. we have to sell this movie. No one's to denying all women. that. But that doesn't mean now capitalism should go down because people are not going to. But the, the correlation that, between the, the movie and the meaning about what feminism is mm-hmm. and how you define it and your view of that movie in, in relation to feminism. I feel like, of course, we, the capitalism runs this world. You, there's not a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so interesting when people talk about, oh, like I see on social media, they want to be self-employed. They want to be their own boss. Mm-hmm. You will always be working for somebody in this country. Yeah, when you have, have a client, you when have you have your own business, client. it doesn't matter. You always are working for somebody. No matter how hard, unfortunately, we want to fight against capitalism, it rules literally right. everything we do. Right. I'm not going to deny myself the opportunity to go watch a movie that speaks to another message that I also agree with because it's part of capitalism. Well, I'm not saying that you... I, I, I didn't say that you shouldn't enjoy the movie. I'm not saying that there aren't things to pick up but and take But it's almost like, moment. what is... Movie. Then there's there's no there's no the way you practice it. There's no there's no right way to 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 accept. Oh, by the way, we're talking about Barbie because it's just a hot movie, right? It could be yeah, any movie, it could be right? Any movie. We're talking about this, but j- like if I Oppenheimer, some people love war. Th- that's wild. Some people love war, people and they love, love the war. stories about war. War and is also them, about capitalism, exactly. But for them, it's like I want to go and watch a movie about war because it speaks to me because I have this like obsession with like you know bombs and stuff like that, and they right, go and right. they watch it. People watch movies for a lot of reasons. People watch. I'm, people my, it, participate my, in capitalist activities mm-hmm. for a lot. I don't of think reasons. we can escape it. though. You I, can't I really escape it. And so, if we have the opportunity, even mm-hmm. though we're going to be part of that cycle of capitalism, mm-hmm. perpetuating it by mm-hmm. going to buy a ticket, it's mm-hmm. true. It's a lot of money that has been spent to make these movies, to make this media that we consume. Mm-hmm. If we engage in it, mm-hmm. even though we're adding on. Everybody's adding on to this Everyone's cycle of capitalism. Right. We're also able to pull a lot of beneficial stories out of it. Sure. I'm not, that. I'm, listen, I am not against that. I'm not against that. I, Jay Z has a line where he says, uh, um, where he says, um, he says something in regards to Shea Guevara. Um, I'm Shea Guevara with bling on them complex. I never claim to have wings on. Nigga, I get my binding means on. Whenever there's a drought, get your umbrella out because that's when I brainstorm. Like, he highlights the fact that, and he go kind of goes on, and he could be super conscious and be like Che Guevara and fight for the people, but I got bling on. So, like, there's a conflict of interest. And so there's always going to be this conflict of interest that we experience. I'm not saying that there is not, it's not a mutually exclusive thing where capitalism has to be bad because of everything that's happened all i'm saying is that you have to be able to look at these systems with no lenses with no filter and in order to do that keeping in mind the fact that the reason that there's this 
all perfect harmony between women in the movie, which I'm sure there were probably Hispanic women. I'm probably sure there was maybe a disabled it was Barbie. Every, it was yeah, every, every race, every yeah. right. But 20 years ago, that that movie wouldn't have been exactly. made. Exactly. Right, but that's because of capitalism. That's not because but I think of. That's okay. We, that's I what think we're it's saying. Up to us. Yes, I it's, think it's up to us to be enlightened enough. To take negative input and have a positive. Output. Now let me ask you this. Let me let tell me you something. It's actually good. It's actually a good. I would rather mm-hmm. capitalism steer a conversation about multiple women being in leadership roles, mm-hmm. perpetuating that idea for a new generation, mm-hmm. than have capitalism be like, oh, because it's part of capitalism, we're not going to show these images and we're just going to leave it as well, it is. I think it's only. I think it's only happening. I think it's mainly happening because. Black women are more of an economic force than they were and that's good. twenty years ago. But but see, hold on, mean? that is hold, that is very hold, beneficial hold for on, black women. Hold on, hold on, because we have to add in all of these different pieces. We have to consider the fact that ah, this 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 is I don't know. I well, can, <laughs> you might have opened the door. Yeah, you opened the door. I I, I think it's a. There's no way to subtract detract yourself from what capitalism is mm-hmm. and unfortunately mm-hmm. sometimes you have to play up a capitalism to get these other messages across for the next generation for sure and, I- and whether whether them casting these multiracial mm-hmm. uh, multi-demographic people was for a positive reason like really pushing forward the message or a capital capitalism reason mm-hmm. the end result is that women who feel disenfranchised mm-hmm. people who feel displaced i mean whatever gender nationality racial no. identity you are you're going to feel some you're going to see something out of this movie that speaks to you and pushes forward a positive message it just so happens that capitalism also seems to benefit wow during the same year or during the same during the same era where roe v wade is overturned see here's here's my thing wait but those are two separate situations those are, those are two i I actually, I actually agree with what Sean is saying because I, I think there, there. Well, I, let me say that I'm actually interested in hearing this because I'm not seeing the correlation at all. Well, I, I get what he's saying because there are certain things that can, de- uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking distract, for? Distract, distract, us, yeah. distract us from things that are actually affecting us in real life. We're not living in a fantasy. We're not watching a movie. However, I think the fact that we can watch a movie and by our we you know we're reading on our own we're mm-hmm. enlightening ourselves on our own we can take that information process it and actually utilize it for something good so if roe v wade gets overturned and we we you know we're upset about it all year and then we watch this movie and we feel um motivated mm-hmm. to actually do more about it mm-hmm. i think that's where the positive you know reaction comes in but if we're if we're just watching the barbie movie and now we're obsessed with barbie and we want to go buy everything pink and uh you know fall into all the capitalist traps Mm -hmm. and go buying and buying and buying that doesn't subtract them but here's the here's the the problem but who's can i actually ask who's getting distracted here's the problem here's the problem no listen a lot of people you know that's funny because i think sometimes i think about this from my own point of view Mm -hmm. exactly why would i ever think that because barbie movie has come out that now i'm distracted about all the other stuff like they're all separate because you are are very very smart woman you, you, are have nothing. Ability, you, are you have the ability. You have the ability. You have the ability to. You, this kind you have the ability to process and okay. analyze and compartmentalize, and this is not going to impact you. It's like, is is gangster rap going to make me do something right. to transition a little bit into they clone Tyrone? So 
quick question. Sure. Do, you, do you think this is an issue in this country because of our lack of, of a centralized and strong education? It's absolutely. Yes, but absolutely. here's the other so piece. Then, so then that, that, that makes sense because I and think if a majority of, of this country is not as educated mm-hmm. and doesn't understand that there's these, these, all these um, act, act, all these isms come to play in mm-hmm. regular life. Like they're not seeing the differences. Okay, I can understand how maybe something like a big Barbie, a big Barbie movie distracts people. I just assumed, but it's maybe just, that's my fault for assuming that most people I know would understand that. No, I, I don't think. I think most people you mean, would know wouldn't be distracted, and they would mm-hmm. pick out the little. My great grandmother, Carvesta, so um, you say, take the meat, throw away the bones. Exactly. But here's the thing. Now here's the thing, though. What happens when there's not as lot of meat on on the meal, and there's less bone, or there's more bone than meat? Now here's to me. Am I going? I can listen to gangster rap all day long. I can I can quote Fifty Cent songs, but I'm not going to go pick up a gun and go rob somebody or 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 commit any crimes. Why? Because I had a father in the home who (laughs) like, no, you're not doing that. Right. However, how many countless and I do mean countless scores of black men grew up without a father in hip hop, 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, insert any rapper, insert any actor, athlete that was the father or mother figure for that person. And what do you have? Look at hip hop today. Literally one of the hottest rappers today. Her name is Sexy Red. I have no problem with women getting their money. I have no problem. Exactly. I have no problem with women getting their money. I love black women supporting themselves and building themselves up. Right. I absolutely appreciate it and do it. There's right now. There's a black woman um, who is running for or is going for Miss DC. Mm-hmm. Right. And she is helping um, children or is empowering children to become entrepreneurs and I, absolutely support that form of of if that's feminism i'm down i'm on the front lines whatever is necessary what i'm not for is sexy red ice spice and a lot of wait a minute hold on let me finish the other scores of countless black women who have to sell their bodies in order to in order to make money and you cannot tell me that when you make that money when you get that that profit that you're not selling something of yourself. Here's my problem with capitalism is that it goes wherever the money goes, regardless of morals, regardless of what it does to the community, regardless of how it feels. During the 90s, we were, the, the rappers were drug dealers. Why? Because that's what was going on in the community. And so they, they fantasized the street life to make people want to draw to that. Now people are drug addicts and they're fantasizing that. They're also fantasizing or romanticizing who's, rather. Who's, who's, whose responsibility? White and heterosexual men. Wait, hold on. No, hold on a second. In the, whose responsibility is it? If, if, for example, you talked about like, okay, I like Ice Spice, but it is, it's okay. Um, you talked about Sexy Red. I think she's, if a, you, if you stole, if you I had, think, wait, if, let me say, I think she's a, a Sexy Red, is, Sexy Red is a joke. I, I think a lot of people think if, she's, if you if your little cousins were singing Ice Spice, the like, the really provocative lyrics, how would you feel? Obviously, I wouldn't be okay because they're children. But if they were 18 and over, I really wouldn't care. Right. And, but, and, and, but, listen, 18, but I would also tell them it would be my responsibility as a parent. But that's to the tell thing. My, Everybody for, doesn't have a Diana. In no, it. no. But I also think it's a responsibility of the community, the smaller community, not white heterosexual men who are not going to be in our communities. It's You're a responsibility right. for our communities to tell these kids. For example, listen, you talk about Ice Spice, you talk about Sexy Red. Okay. 
Every time I make hear- this style too. Cool. Every time I hear, this is just my my personal thought. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear Young Miami speak from City Girls, I feel pain mm. because it's not cohesive. It's mm. not literate. I don't like how she talks. And- Let oh. me finish. But I know that there's not much else she can do because she does not have a proper education and she grew up in a community where there was not any any role models to so, look up to. So, so fuck listen, it, get your money. No, but my thing is this. Capitalism. If you're, if, no, my thing is this. If I want her mm-hmm. to do well for herself so her kids don't have to do that and she happens to want to rap about being a city girl and acting bad, I, I want that black woman to win because there's not that many other options for her down That's the line. That's like listen, me saying. Listen, let me finish. I would want her to get her money. Mm-hmm. Make sure your kids have a good education, something you couldn't get. Mm-hmm. Make sure they can read. It's really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they don't follow that path down mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. I do not blame people for taking advantage of a system that we have to live through anyways exactly. to mm-hmm. make, to build generational wealth and to make mm-hmm. a better life for their kids. Yeah. I don't blame, I don't blame, I don't blame, you know, Young Thug and Jay Z and Fifty Cent for selling drugs and and harmony and community. But, but Blue Ivy's not gonna be selling drugs. None of their kids are ever gonna touch that line. But that's the. But here is here but they here might, if they're here in here in lies the problem. Who, no, everybody who makes money mm-hmm. coming from whatever they came from. None of these people want their kids doing what they were doing. None of them. None do. of them. And they're gonna make it. They're gonna make sure their kids are not even in the type of places that they were. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, we talk about black. Uh, we talk about black communities lifting each other up. And we talk about black generational wealth. Someone has to start that chain. Someone has to start that chain. And it's not going to happen by taking money that you use to sell your soul. Essentially, no. you're not. It's not. It's not going to. It's not going to happen that way. Here's an example. Here's There's an example. Alternative Here's for some an example. Of these people, the, and I would prefer the that they British, do that now. The British invaded China way, way, way back when. And I, when I first heard this, it blew my mind. The British invaded China way, way, way back when, right? And they was filling it, they were filling China in the streets with opium, nothing but drugs, opium, basically heroin, right? And Chinese was like, yo, we gotta get this out of our community because look what it's doing to our people, right? And they did successfully. I don't know, I don't, I would love to read up on the history about how that happened, but they did. Now, you watched part of Snowfall. I don't know if you've ever seen Snowfall, but I watched that, three episodes. Oh, I couldn't I actually go. watched the last season. I, I couldn't that 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 had a that was one of the last things that had a very serious impact on the community. Beforehand, I know and appreciate the 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 move for Black women empowering themselves. If if I have if there are Black women listening to me. Black women empowering themselves, it looks like Afeni Shakur. It looks like Asada Shakur. It looks like Shirley Chisholm. It looks like um, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer. It looks like Mary McLeod Bethune. It looks like Maya Angelou. I absolutely want to see black women win as a black man because that means that, like, if y'all win, I'm. <laughs> it's almost like if if my best friend gets an A on the test or gets invited to the party, and he gets a plus one well i'm your plus one like help me out nobody is denying that that's the type of image you want to see of a black woman Mm -hmm. i feel the same way also like i talked about young miami i feel the same way about cardi b like it is a little painful Mm -hmm. okay but can i say something about cardi b because i actually want to make a point back to what your Mm -hmm. grandma what the grand the phrase that your grandmother used Mm -hmm. which i think is actually really powerful take the meat throw Throw away the the bones I think it also comes down to perception, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're perceiving mm-hmm. 
that, wow, this is a lot of meat for me, Mm -hmm. then that's great. Mm -hmm. So if I, some people might see Cardi B and be like, there's not a lot of meat there. I mean, I can't really take anything from what she's saying. Oh, yeah. She sounds like an idiot. But no, I, I, I actually, I actually admire some things about her and I can take a little bit of meat from the I'm on your side. She is an incredible businesswoman. I'm going to go back to the, I'm going to go back to the point though. It's exactly what I'm saying. If this is what she can get, like you're talking about, she's a good businesswoman. She's taking a kernel. She's making it a big thing. Mm -hmm. White media loves her, right? White media loves her. I she think the stuff she, ex- whether she's she playing it up or it's it really up. her, if that's what it takes to get out of the Bronx, but see, do it. Here's what, here's, but I'm a, I'm a, now I'm gonna push back it. a little bit because remember when she was, the people were talking about her speaking at the Democratic National Convention and you was like, absolutely not. Because it goes also back to your point about how you'd want Asata Shakur to be the image, mm-hmm. no, the, no, no, the no, reflection no, 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 no. of a but black here's woman. Here's why I said, here's why, cause you were against, I was for. I don't think that she is, Qualified? No, not even qualified. I, it's okay. If 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 the Demo- if the Democrats want to appeal to young black voters, women, actually, I'll be honest, just young voters in general, because I don't know if a lot of young people look up to Cardi. In like, of course, it, a lot. No, I'm talking about America. look up to her, like look, want to yes. emulate her. Yes, I, I don't know. She's I, married. I, she has a she has children with her husband. She her, de- she's she's dealt with no 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 no. You have to understand. But whether she has children no, with somebody no, else or no, not no, does no, not. No, no, y'all you know how I feel to, about. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to factor that in because understanding the image that even if it's challenging, even if she go through whatever, just seeing a young black couple married with children successful that's like the new that's like generation z beyonce and jay-z to a small extent now i know that's crazy for you to feel like that but for a lot of women or a lot of young women especially they feel like that about cardi b now her speaking at the national uh, democratic national convention i'm not against it because if she says if she has two minutes and she is up there in a very important moment that will tell black women you don't just have to rap you don't just have to to sell your body and do this. You can be multidimensional. For me, for black men, seeing multidimensional black men in, in certain spaces, seeing LeBron not just be an NBA player, but be a business owner and protest and da 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 all of these other aspects have an impact on what black young black men feel like black men can and should be because there are so many black men who do not have examples of what it looks like, what they should become. For black women who do not have those examples, seeing somebody like Cardi B uh be a smart businesswoman and speak on historical or political issues and still be themselves and not feel like I have to conform to uh uh, uh the majority uh, I have to conform to society in order to fit and speak on these issues it gives you a seat at the table it gives you an inkling to feel like but that's I exactly have responsibility what I was saying too about somebody like young Miami when I hear her talk I'm like it's actually painful for mm-hmm. me it's painful I don't I don't understand her mm-hmm. but if if this is what if her rapping whether she's a good but rapper not, or not but, let me finish whether it's a good rapper or not mm-hmm. if this gets her a seat at the table at a lot of places like she made her way to the Met Gala and probably made some connections there mm-hmm. if that's what it takes to put you at the seat of the table 
take that chance because then when I see you in these spaces mm-hmm. that are reserved for the upper echelon and I see you there, I think, okay, there's a representation of us there as well. Mm-hmm. You can say the same argument that you're saying for Cardi B talking in the National Democratic Convention mm-hmm. to any other black person who makes it out. LeBron never went to college. He graduated high school and went straight to the NBA. Some people might look at him and think, oh, all he is is a basketball player. Yeah, we say. see, though, that he is multidimensional right. and because he's had the opportunity to sit at those tables... Mm-hmm. Now he can reflect back and and show us that it's But I think that the problem with that is that, and W.B. Du Bois has this thing about the talented tenth, where like black people have to be exceptional, and I'm I'm sure we probably we running over, but uh, black people have to be exceptional in order to be considered upstanding citizens in society. And for me, that pressure shouldn't have to be a thing where we have to be exceptional where we have to be these multi-dimensional well articulated college educated for me for instance i even i don't even like the fact that you're not even considered intelligent unless you get a college degree because these degrees are predicated upon a certain system of education where they favor one version of history one version of information and information sharing over the other right so I think a I'm, formal education to some degree is important. I'm not talking about edu- second. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about even high school. I think, unfortunately, Form- a lot of high schools are lacking in teaching their kids even foundational, fundamental stuff. Why? Because the U.S. government would rather give more money to the Department of Defense than the Department of Education. It's a federalism concern. States, states should be really pouring in the money. Capitalism. Okay, fair. But states should be pouring in the money. To, because to fund I think their it goes schools. back to what Diana was saying. It is a responsibility of the community. At the end of the day, it's. What are we being susceptible to? When you touched on the algorithm, mm-hmm. you know, are we susceptible to everything we see in the algorithm, or are we creating the algorithm? And um, I also well, think are it's, we a, it's being a self-perpetuating. It's a self-perpetuating thing for sure. And I but, think it's something that will continue on, regardless of what ism you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that we all have such different viewpoints on it, I think we're talking about the same over. The same overall goal, the same conclusion is to be a better community, mm-hmm. to be a better nation, to be a better people, to be mm-hmm. a better person. To be a better person, for sure. That's definitely the end outcome. The end, the, the, the best conclusion. Right. Even the way we're viewing it, mm-hmm. we're all in our 30s, we're all black Americans. Mm-hmm. Some of us are immigrants, some of us are not. We speak multiple languages between us. We have different experiences. For but we're sure. still going to see each one of these isms that we've talked about very differently. Right. So I do think at some point it is a responsibility of the community, of the our parents, mm-hmm. and, of and even us, because really we are the ones who are leading we the are. next generation as well. Absolutely. I think it's our responsibility to also, like you said, how susceptible are we as a community to some of these influences right and i do think at the end of the day capitalism capitalism is going to continue to rule this country Mm -hmm. i actually maybe this is a conversation for another time i actually think capitalism even if the tides changed even if there was even if a white heterosexual man was not leading this nation and and the power dynamic shifted in that way i I argue there would still be classism yeah i I think that's a classism is a different that's a human like a natural that's a natural human thing but I think realistically, um, I think we have a lot of other ways we can shift perception on all these other things mm-hmm. that will then in turn shift perception for classism. For sure. It's my contention just that it, when you talk about personal responsibility, that looks different for everybody because everybody doesn't have a community. Everybody, do- everybody doesn't even have like the first community is, is 
his father, mother, supporting cast, aunts, uncles, so on and so forth. Everybody doesn't even have that. And then those people that do have that then have to provide information and then kind of push forward in their own right. And I think that the best thing to do, because people, especially some black women, be like, use Google, use Google. And realistically, like, if you don't know how to research, if you don't even know how to, like, decipher between information and this is part of the reason i am thankful for going having gone to law school because it helped to show that there are varying viewpoints and that anybody can craft the argument to make themselves right Mm -hmm. it's just being able to pick apart that argument and to see the logical fallacy between point a to point b to point c having that education now i'm able to read something from cnn and be like they're lying They're funded by X, Y, Z. So to me, one of the reasons I do love Wikipedia is because it's publicly funded and it's run by volunteers. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you go to church and the pastor doesn't want your money, like if he over, if he has a job and he makes plenty of money and he's asking you for money, he's giving you good information, but you know that he is raising this money and he is serving the community on his own dime he's not being funded by someone else you know that he's telling you the truth or you know that he's giving you his truth and you also know that he's not being manipulated or at least you have more reason to believe he's not being manipulated by other sources and i think that that for me having a, an appreciation for a getting that information but also seeing things from different perspectives is just important okay well i think that we could put a pin on this conversation at this point I think there's always so much to talk about. I could say a lot more. There's so much more to talk yeah, about. I think we're all good. We honestly could just drag you, Mahavit, back into the next conversation because um, this has been really, uh, this I has been a good experience. I love. I, mean, I think both of you have some really great opinions, and I kind of agree with what you both were saying. I, I see. I see a lot of truths and a lot of uh, uh, things that I can concur with in both of your. This has been me and Diamond's friendship since. <laughs> I know, actually, honestly. Oh, but you know what we need to do? Because we have a friend that never listens. We're going to just uh, name drop her real quick. Amina, we Amina. hope you listened to this whole podcast episode. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts, too, on all these isms oh, we're yeah, talking she would. about. But even that is is like one of the things that I'm, I'm going I'm to throw you some flowers on here. Just because. Wait, hold um, on. Hold on. We, we got to get real quiet to hear this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So. One of the things that I think is is very fundamental for um, black people, people who are not cognizant of where their ancestral line lays or lies, is to broaden your horizon. Being friends with Diana has certainly broadened my horizon to understand different viewpoints from people that look like me, because where I grew up from, being from D.C., being from the area, Everybody sees things one particular way because we have a similar experience. But black blackness is not when we are not black people on a monolith, even pre colonialism, even pre gentrification. And so I think understanding that is important because recognizing that we do not have to agree. And even though the black community. Again, specifically people who have who are from where, you know, their people, their their family was were captured and they were prisoners of war um that we have been divided but that division 
is not always we we don't have to all be on the same accord for us to be unified. I think understanding having a, a different appreciation, a different vision of unity and division has to look different. And so for me, that looks like understanding like I love watching Democracy Now, which is a great if anyone's listening, Democracy Now is a great YouTube channel. You can watch the news on there for free and it gives you a perspective as to oops. Yeah, we we real people. Um got real things to do. Um so Democracy Now, it gives you a highlight of what's going on in the world, what's going on in Guatemala, what's going on in the Congo, what's going on in East Asia. And so you begin to appreciate where you are in time and space, because for so many black people and so many people in general, we are stuck on one algorithm. But when you widen your scope, thanks to Diana, you can see, oh, well, some people do think it's important to vote for the president. I don't necessarily, but, you know, that's okay. Right. And some people are used to corruption in their country. And so they just figure like that just comes with the game. Whereas for black people, that's like, why would I? Because there's corruption. Whereas Diana, her thing is, it's like, I mean, it's just part of the game, bro. You just got to, you know, hope for the best. But I think that having these varying viewpoints and crafting a solution with a wider scope is important to do. Um, One of the ways you can do that listening to the meeting room because we have varying viewpoints. That's what the meeting room is. And then also, you know, doing your Googles, reading a research paper, pick up a book, stepping outside your comfort zone, step on outside your comfort zone, go on Eventbrite and just go to an event just because for free. All right, I'm off my soapbox. And with that, we're going to call it an episode again. I am Diana. I'm Holly. I'm Sean. Peace. Peace out, y'all.